This is Emily Perez. Welcome back to another episode of Shades Talks, the podcast. think is more valuable in this day and age that we're in? I don't know. I'm on the fence with that because credit cards, for me with credit cards, I can really survive on one credit card for the whole month and I pay it back and I get cash back. I get uh, different different points, different stuff. So I'm kind of on the fence with that. I mean, it's nice to always have cash, but baby, that Capital One card will come in handy and you be like, oh, you got 2% back on this. Yep. Or, hey, you got a free, if I need to travel, I got a free hotel for this. Yep. Sky or miles. Scott the Miles. Yeah. Sky miles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, yep. it's just, I mean, for me. I think you have to know who you are, though. So, yeah, I, I 100% think that if you can, you should pay all your bills with credit cards. We're in a day and age where there's so much fraud and different things you don't want. You don't want people to have access into your bank account because that's going to be a problem. Whereas if there's fraud on my check, I mean, my credit card, I have a month to work through this, deny it, do whatever I have to do, but I still have cash to pay my bills, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can, it is better for the benefits and security to pay everything with a credit card. However, if you already know you can't trust yourself, don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are and continue to say you're going to do better next month. After all these years, you're not. So you still always have to know who you are. And that's with investment, savings, spending on credit cards. But we also talk about, um, and I, I think I brought this up before, really understanding how to make debt work for you to create income. Mm-hmm. And I think also coming from a uh, lower class, lower income level. level, you know, growing up, we were not ever taught that. We were told, save, pay off your credit cards, only write around credit cards and where you're going to live and work a job. Those things aren't going to really help you to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I, I brought up, or add to your portfolio. Or as add we to your portfolio. Earlier. So mm-hmm. when we when we were reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he was talking about you have got to get something that creates more money before you start spending more money. You should leverage your debt to create more money. It did not make sense to me until this year when we started doing Toro. Mm-hmm. And we leveraged debt to create I mean, a lot of new money. Mm-hmm. And we didn't put any money out. We just used our name mm-hmm. to get these things that brought us in money every single month. It took me, we read that book 20 years ago. We mm-hmm. read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it did not make any sense to me. What mm-hmm. are you talking to me about mm-hmm. having debt to create 
money. It's funny because that's what I was going to suggest, especially to our listeners, that now you reread Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Because Rich Dad, Poor Dad 20 years ago was like German to me. It hit different. Now it's going to hit different and it's going to save your life, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So totally agree with that. I agree. I also recommend The 4-Hour Workweek. I thought that that was an awesome book. I had recommended mm-hmm. it to Emily the other day because that more than anything tells you to set your goals. Because if you know that it only cost you $2,000 to live in Costa Rica like a king, then why are you trying to earn $5,000? You know, mm-hmm. and how do you get to that point to earning your money? So I think those two books are a great reread for us. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, this time around being able to put it more into practice with a better understanding, or at least some of us that have been through some of these situations that can give us some real, it's it's going to motivate you as if you've never read it before. I love it. In my opinion, I I started rereading it. I haven't finished it though. Um, But I, I would highly suggest that to, to everyone. So Lashana, you've taken some risks not risk. Uh, you you've been putting that debt to income into action. Do you have anything to say on the matter? It's scary, but no. Um, <laughs> Very scary. Yes. But no. Um, I just continue to tell myself and educate myself on how do people make money? Like, how do they make their money work for them? And then just understanding that, and then not tapping into the faith like Emily, but also saying what's the worst that can happen, right? If I don't do X, Y, and Z, then I'm sitting here and no further um, closer to my goals than I was before, or I can bet on myself and see how this goes. And if worse came to worse, I have five, six, seven places that I can just sleep on couches. So, I mean, it, you know, it's not the end of the world is what I'm saying. And so I was like, let me bet on myself. And so it was, um, so in addition to that, right, it was also knowing how to do this wisely. And so another way in which we um, took out the debt was in the business name. One, so that it will help with certain taxes, uh, tax um, implications. It will also work as you build up the credit on the business. It will help from a liability standpoint. And then also it will help as you are trying to create um, generational wealth and then passing this along and things like that because the business will last, um, you know, in, in, in perpetuity. So it was create, it was doing these things, but in the mindset of how do I make my money work for me and how do I pass this along so that it is not something that is a tax burden on somebody else. And so, yes, we do, you know, I'm now investing in property and investing in land um, outside of the country, inside of the, and, and domestically as well. But then also um, building up my portfolio with um, instruments that pay me out every year. And then also there are certain instruments that I do have because I am in the second half of my life that I don't lose. I can only lose but this much and I don't lose this much. So I have some safe investments. I have some non-safe investments. So my portfolio is a mixture of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I've been a, I've been blessed to do that, but it, it all stemmed from me um, just 
the first things first was working through my 401k and never, ever, ever touching it ever, ever, ever until now. So I know we're almost at our hour point, but I have two more topics I kind of want to discuss. And this is just all from the good old research. Another myth I want to talk about is renting versus ownership. What's your preference? For me, I like ownership because again, it adds to my portfolio, but renting is, is, the only okay, let me explain something to the people who's listening. Renting in Atlanta is ridiculous right now. Okay. <laughs> they will make you think that renting is not a good option because rent, you probably will pay more in rent than you would for your mortgage. So this is, I think, where this myth is coming from. But I think that renting can be good for some people. Like it gives you flexibility. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you get ready to go, you can just go. You have the option to get out of out of a lease, you could just pay a month in advance. So what's what's your thoughts? I, I think, I don't know if we got cut off. As I said, I think I will continue to rent because I like to live a certain way. And the way that I like to live is extremely expensive to maintain. I would like to continue to buy smaller properties that other people will create, that using that debt to create income that will then afford the renting of the high-end places that I like to live. These high-end places are expensive when things break. I I don't enjoy that. I I definitely (laughs) really enjoy saying, hey, you know what? The toilet's not working and it's not necessarily my burden to bear. So you're not trying to buy an AC unit like I had to do? <laughs> or an a, or my ago. AC is out. Right. Or, um, no, it's not out. It's fried. It's fried. <laughs> or, or the PCB valve needs to be replaced because it's just time. So that's another $700. I don't, I'm t- I, I, you know, I don't have my house anymore because the maintenance was way too much and I don't want to do that. Whereas with a less expensive home, it's a little bit more affordable to do. And then hopefully it'll be creating money that whole time. So I will rent to live and then buy for assets. And similarly, what we're doing, like I told my kids, I feel like our home will be the hub so that they feel comfortable with taking risks. Push come to shove, come back home, you know? But this is the hub where you will stay while you're making investments outside. So while Ethan and Justin are buying their properties outside, they know that they have a safe haven. So that's, you know, I I agree both. And if that's what they want to do, they want to live in one of their own properties, that's fine. If they want to go and rent, that's fine. But at least, like LaShawn was saying, they are now building their assets. But I do feel like they should have some purchased property. Now, Emily and Sheba, y'all know y'all need to be more honest because y'all want to be AARP mamas out here in these streets. So if y'all don't have these little ones, it will. It will. But this is where my life is now, you know? And so because it's where we are now, this is how I can help, you know, the generation after me. Um, You know, I don't want to rent a two-bedroom apartment with a 16-year-old and a two-year-old, you know? Maybe when we're older, that might be the case, but I love where we live now. And I don't want to buy a bigger house. I really, I think we're set on, even if we make 
three times more than what we're making now in the next five years, I don't see the sense of having to buy anything bigger. At that point, that's where the investments come. That's where the traveling comes. You know, I was just telling out my, you know, the Shea sisters that Maya and, Ju- and Justin are a week apart. Their birthday is a week apart. So what are we doing? We celebrate their birthday. We're, we're, we're thinking about going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So the winter birthdays, because they're a week apart, we're going to travel in one of the 50 states. Maya, I'm sorry, Ethan and Jeremiah are the summer and we're going to go out of the country. Mm-hmm. So these are how we're going to be able to you know, invest because investment is monetary, which we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. But also for us, it's memories because we do have 24, mm-hmm. 25 year olds. So they're going to be doing their own thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, so. So you guys know that we have we do have an audience of college students who listen to our podcast and they may not be in a situation where they are as mature as we are to have experienced the things that we've experienced in terms of things that taint us financially, et cetera, et cetera. All they have is these extra little two dollars. Right. But they want to say they have now. Now, don't underestimate these college kids because um, they they have money. Right. Mm -hmm. But in order to encourage them to at least save a little bit while we all go around as we close this podcast, uh, this episode out and just one savings hack that you may have done or that was good for you as you were growing as you were growing into adulthood. So let's just go around the table. Shauna, we'll start with you. What do you think? Okay, let me make this quick before the noise happens. But I would say if you are in a company and you have a 401k, max out your 401k so that they can, especially if they have a matching uh, policy, do the 401k so that they can match it. And also if you do not have one, then look into a Roth IRA and never use it until you are making investments do not use it to buy a chanel bag do not use it to you know to buy that wardrobe or social media okay (laughs) and leave it there and that's how i have been successful we'll talk about that another day but yes those are my two nuggets i love that okay um i feel like i've done pretty well with my my kids coming out of college the first thing is even if you get a do not mess yourself up with credit card debt it's stupid if you're gonna mess yourself up get something big buy your house get you something that is worth getting messing up your credit on as soon as you get out of college there are so many opportunities available for you there are uh, programs for you buying a house programs to buy a car programs to do so many things time you step out of college there's no other time in your life that anybody cares about you like you graduating college graduating college and having a welcome letter to a job is the key to so many things take advantage of them they don't care that you're 25 and having a baby they don't care that you're 30 and this is your anniversary they don't care the only time is when you step out of college so Use that time to get as much um, uh, that you can that's available in programs from all these major companies, um, from the city, from all these uh, uh, these down payment assistance programs. There's so many opportunities for when you just graduate college. Use them, but don't mess up your credit before you do get there by uh, having silly credit card debt. I mean, you are passionate about that brand. <laughs> very, very. Okay, Emma, what you think? Or um, Sheila? 
Yeah, I piggyback off of China. I totally agree. Um, as far as <clears throat> scholarships, there are so much. There is so much money out there for this young generation. We just don't know where to go and look for them. But there is so much money just to invest into that age group. <clears throat> so seek out that. And as far as living outside of your means, I think the biggest advice I can give my young adults, stop following Instagram and try to live <laughs> their lives out like that because nine times out of 10, it's not the way to go. Um, it works for them and they are 300 million followers, <laughs> but it may not necessarily work for you. And so I remember going to college and seeing um, certain demographics going to school with the same pair of shoes for four entire years. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, my African-American community was dipped down. We had the Jays. We had all this going on. Mm -hmm. The Asians are walking around with their shorts in the wintertime. And, and then, the, you know, our white friends walking around with, you know, the same outfits. And they would get out of college and they have this trust fund. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, y'all have money? Yes, we, we don't look like we had money, but we had money. <laughs> so that cats that you was walking with the whole school year. And so I say that to say this. If you can look really nice on a budget, you know, you don't have to go and buy the Chanel bags like Michelle was saying. Live within your means and that money is best to invest your money now as a young person. I know mm -hmm. there's the Lululemons and there's the Stanley Cups and there's there's always going to be a gimmick. I, I can promise you they got all of, they got yeah, dupes of that stuff at Marshalls. Exactly. No, seriously. <laughs> and, and you can really look nice on a budget. Do not spend your money on that stuff. Invest, mm -hmm. invest, invest as early as possible. Yeah. Sheba, what you think? I completely agree with I mean, in today's society with kids, they're completely teenagers, college kids. Um, they're different. Their thought process is very different on how they want to earn money or how they actually save. Um, I have kids, I have seven kids. So they're ranging from the age of 26 all the way down to four year, a four year old. To be honest with you, each one of them actually save one better than the other one, not so much at all. Um, or whatever, but you know, with some of them, I tell them, Hey, with the one that's 22, I was like, Hey, you have a clothing brand, you're in school, you go to Tuskegee, you're full time, but you come home and you work. I said, Go ahead and take this X amount of money, put it aside. He was like, Well, maybe I can open up a business account. You should already have a business account. We already had this conversation. Go ahead and do this. I said, Go ahead and take a certain amount of money put aside. So he does that. He's learning. It's different stuff, but he's putting it aside. Then we have another one that's um, the, my, oh, I was only one girl. So with her, she's the only one that kind of take risks. She said, but if I make a return, this, the kids it's leveraging use debt. Money. This I was like, oh, really? To the so, max. Like so, you max. know, she'll go ahead and borrow and she invests. And that's, that's that one, the only girl that kind of like put her money in different streams of avenue, different accounts. I put this aside for this. I put this aside for that. I know, oh, I'm about to go ahead, like kids nowadays, I'll do Uber Eats on the weekend, and I'm going to put this, she's full-time in school, she's full-time in the military, and then there's another one, that's a TikTok king, you know, he makes money, he gets his own money, and I was like, well, Haji, how much are you actually putting aside? He was like, well, I got this, but at the same time, 
Don't go out and spend $850 on a Palm Angels hoodie. Put it aside. Mm-hmm. You know, so they all have different ways to actually just stream it. But the one that has the most money, unfortunately, is my 12-year-old. Let me tell you what he does. He spends your money. <laughs> Negative. He now, actually he does. But at the same time, he re- he sells. He resells. He resells his Jordans. He resells his AirPods. His AirPod Max. I didn't even know what it was until I bought it. And he was like... <laughs> Point being, you bought it. <laughs> right. Like, he sell it. And he puts all his money up. And he was like, you know, at the end of the year, mom, I should have $2,000. I said, you should. He was like, yeah. He said, so I got this put up. He said, this this is in this wallet. This right here is this and this. Uh, to my, I need to put this in this account. And put this. And I was like, oh. And so when we go out to dinner, he was like, oh, here, I got, I got dinner for all of us. I was like, well, dinner is $68, $78. Uh, DJ, don't worry about it. Oh, I got it. He'll pull it out. And I was like, that's sweet. But no, you continue to save your money or whatever. But I'm just saying all that, that they are finding different ways to actually make money to put it up or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Now, that four-year-old, he just asked me for $100 just for somebody just to get, get by that's to let you man. in the house. That's a grown <laughs> man. Hey, she just asked for a dollar. This man said $100. He said, you want to get in. And he's like, a, he locking you out the house. I need $100. You. Give me $100. So, he you was know. born grown. He was. $20 is supposed to be a win. But um, I completely agree mean? with everything. Shauna, China, M has actually said those are all great ways, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, nowadays kids are just kind of just finding other streams to actually make money. Yeah, very, anyway, this, this generation yeah, anyway, is, is a little bit different. So. Yeah, very resourceful, very resourceful. Yeah. Well, I would say, Michelle, can you bring us home and, and, and talk to the, uh, the, the the people that are going through the next chapter? Because I know we catered a lot of our responses to the younger generation, but yeah, that doesn't mean that us, you know, at this, at this day and age still know where some mm-hmm. of us are still learning and some of us just ain't got a clue. So please, we just don't have a clue. Yeah, and actually, those were going to be my point, Shauna. Um, actually, is for the the ones who started late. And I'm being one of those persons because I'm learning that now. Like you said, Shauna, you know, we went through life. We understood money. We spent money. We made money. We saved money as well. But we didn't make our money work for us. Um, I think that now we're in the age where we are also building or well, for me, I want to build what I call a legacy, right? I want my child to have something to remember me by, but I also want her to have something to give her that extra leverage as she grows um, into adulthood. So I would probably say the one thing that I'm learning now is how to build a trust, uh, whether it's irrevocable or revocable, do the research, you can find out which one is best for you. But I think that that for me is what my 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 focal point is when it comes to, you know, money matters as we've been discussing today. So I would probably say to get with someone who knows about how to build it. Me, I just like the little leather binder and everything. But um, what's in it is so is so important and just understanding it, learning it, you know, and then also being able to tell my child where to go to find it and where, where, where things are. And this is that, you know, it just kind of outlines it and details it. So funny thing is, is I really didn't really understand what a trust was until maybe a year ago. So, Did you know, you have a trust though growing up? I had, I wouldn't say it was a trust. Um, when my parents were, when my parents passed away, 
I had a fund, but it was executed from their jobs and being at their jobs for so long before their passing. It was a trust fund, but it was all bank related. It wasn't detailed in a binder that says this is that. I'm a visual. I like paper. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, but to actually see it. So I think very, very good episodes. I appreciate all of you guys. I think we all learned some things. Just to recap, we just talked about um, just like saving hacks for short term and long term. Our relationships with money, whether it be healthy and unhealthy and how to cure yourself from it or at least learn from it. You know, we also kind of gave examples on how money has tainted us as children, you know, growing up under somebody else's motherhood or, you know, and then also how it's tainted us as adults and the things that we have um, we've been through. So great points. Uh, and just remember, and I'll close it out. It, money is not the root of all evil. The love of money. So thank you guys for joining. We'll see you next week for another episode of Shades Caution. Bye.